0: Some substantial news on the COVID front on this Friday, as we've learned that Ontario hospitals have been ordered to stop elective surgeries as of this Monday. Dr. Chris Simpson is executive VP of Ontario Health and joins us now for more on this here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Doctor, good afternoon. Appreciate your time.
1: My pleasure. Good afternoon.
0: Just first off, uh, your reaction to this uh, policy. Is this a uh, last resort? Well, I think it's one of many
1: tools that uh, that we're putting in place to deal with uh, uh, a really unusual twist on the pandemic. Uh, we, we've got these three variants of concern that are circulating now, um, which is quite quite unusual to have all three of them. And they're they're more infectious. Are um, they're probably more deadly. We never really recovered from wave two. So even at the end of wave two, we still had. A large number of patients with COVID still in the ICUs, and we're seeing now a very steep curve of, of new cases. And so, for the past number of weeks, we've been engaging in this unprecedented transfer exercise, where we've been trying to protect a lot of the GTA hospitals by transferring patients uh, out uh, as far away as Kingston, where I am, um, and, and London. Um, and we've had the public health measures, and most recently the the stay-at-home order. But to your direct question, uh, the next step now is uh, we simply have to create even more capacity to anticipate um, what's coming over the next two to four weeks. And that means uh, stopping doing a lot of the usual business of healthcare that we normally do.
0: We were talking on the show yesterday that some of the modeling shows we could see upwards of 800 in the ICU by uh, May in a uh, month's time. Uh, Is it too late to stem that tide, do you think, or is that avoidable?
1: Um, I, I really hope that it doesn't get that high, but uh, my sense is that that's pretty baked in. Um, the the, the modeling numbers have been amazingly accurate so far, and we're we're tracking along. In fact, we're probably tracking uh, even a little worse than than the modeling predicted. Um, we know that um, uh, numbers like hospitalizations and ICU admissions uh, tend to uh, track along behind the, the the new cases that are that are tracked. And today we're up over four thousand new cases. So, I, I'm afraid that um, it's very, very likely we're going to see ICU numbers like that um, uh, by the date you you
0: suggest. So this uh, policy that will again come in place as of Monday that we're going to cease elective surgeries is just is that just the first in a number of steps we're gonna see in the next little while when it comes to Ontario hospitals because there's also concerns when it comes to mounting caseloads in the ICU over things such as drug shortages and then a physician sadly going to have to start making a triage decisions.
1: Well, I think it's safe to say that the, the, the collective strategies that we're putting in place are specifically to do absolutely everything we can to avoid reaching, triggering that triage scenario where we'd have to literally make choices between patients uh, accessing critical care or not. So that means being very, very aggressive with, with transfers. And uh, there are plans in place to uh, try to use every nook and cranny of uh, critical care space that we have um, it means creating more critical care space, um, and we do have the physical space. We have the ventilators. I think we have the drugs. The rate-limiting step are the staff, you know, the nurses and the respiratory technologists and the doctors. And that's part of the rationale for stopping doing some of our uh, scheduled activity um, so that some of those um, nurses and doctors and, and other healthcare care professionals um, can work differently and, and look after the, the, the patients that are going to be coming in.
0: Stopping or ceasing elective surgeries, doctor, do you think that that was avoidable or because of what you mentioned er earlier, the variants of concern, the now three variants that we've got and the vaccine supply, which we know has been unreliable uh, up until now, was that just a a battle we weren't going to win because of these uh, variants and the vaccination supply?
1: Uh, Yeah, I think the the vaccine timing, um, and, uh, you know, this may even be the case in the U.S., even though they're further ahead of us because their numbers are starting to go up, too. But but clearly, um, uh, there's not enough vaccines in arms to stop this third wave. And, um, you know, even if we were to, um, you know, massively start to really dramatically ramp up the vaccines now, Uh, that's not going to change what's going to happen in in two weeks. So that's not to say that we don't need to be as aggressive as we can be with vaccinations because it's going to help us on the back end, Uh, but it's not going to stop this wave three, I'm afraid.
0: Just finally, Dr. Simpson, wanted to ask you about those that were scheduled for surgeries, elective surgeries, and they may have had it canceled once before, maybe in the second or uh, first wave as well, and we certainly uh, feel for those people did we make a mistake? And we talked uh, quite a bit about this after the first wave about uh, hospitals and hospitalizations. That uh, maybe we should have had hospitals or dedicated COVID units, if you will, that just dealt with COVID patients, and other hospitals that could deal with surgeries. Did we make a mistake not going that route? Do you think? Well,
1: the science table looked at that uh, that strategy, you know, of having COVID hospitals, and uh, came to the conclusion on the basis of the evidence that it, it probably wouldn't have made much of a difference. But you know your your point about the patients whose care is being deferred is a really important one, and I I certainly don't want to you know imply or, or suggest that this is being done um, uh, you know in anything other than a very reverent way. And many of my patients, in fact, are, are going to have to have their their care delayed. We we've tried to be very very careful to make sure that emergent and urgent cases still continue, um, but but for patients whose care we think can be safely deferred. Uh, we're, we're asking them to to do that this time, fully mindful that after wave one and two, we are about 250,000 procedures behind it. It's not a trivial number. And, and uh, as a result of uh, these new actions, that number is going to go up higher.
0: A quarter of a million, that is a staggering number. Uh, Dr. Simpson, really appreciate your time with us on this Friday. Have a safe weekend. Thank you. You as well. Thank you. Dr. Chris Simpson is the executive VP of Ontario Health.